you know, welcome to a, a new episode of Soul the Game. We finally back at it. Uh, I got my two guests, my boy James and my boy Chris Reed. Say what's up, y'all. Yes, sir. Yo, yo, what's up? What's up? So, I mean, we have a great ass episode for y'all today because the fucking world is going crazy. <laughs> World's going shit right now. <laughs> but uh. Now, nah, honestly, first things first, let, let, I mean, let's just do a check-in. Like, how y'all feeling? Like, just everything going on. You know, we all black men, so just how y'all feeling? Mm-hmm. You got it first, James. Uh, you could go. For sure. Uh, for me, uh, I'm a, I don't know. Like, when, a, when the news of, of George Floyd's murder first broke out, I was pretty numb to it. I, I even told people who asked me, like, when it first broke out, I was numb to it. I was sensitized. Like, I kind of, like, uh, gave a Black Lives Matter movement. Like all my energy, all my attention, the first you know few years of the movement. But I think the Eric Garner situation kind of tore me down. Like I like all my emotion, like like you know, sucked the life out of me. So I just because I felt like it's ne- this shit is never going to end. You know, black black people, black men, you know, being targeted, terrorized, and shit like that's been happening since the beginning of the man. It's going to happen till till after I die. But I'm feeling inspired by the way. Uh, People have been protesting, and I feel like a lot of people who are kind of silent or not educated about the things that have been going on uh, are finally like being enlightened, and you know, and it's inspiring me. So it's, it's waking me back up and, and making me, you know, want to uh, keep going and keep fighting and shit. So that that's that's my attitude towards the whole thing. And the pandemic just sucks too. You know, we we gotta uh, at the same time. I'm glad to see us protesting the shit like. <laughs> I don't know, man. COVID waiting. COVID is uh waiting for us right after this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like this shit is not going anywhere anytime soon. So it sucks. Yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Marie, nah, I, I hear you. That makes sense. Um, because it was uh seeing it happen time after time is is demoralizing, especially when you got to protest the mm-hmm. same thing. I know, like just a few years ago, we were just saying, you know we can't breathe now we got to say i can't breathe mm-hmm. again basically the same situation right. you know when you after you try and educate people time after time yet you see the same result time after time it is demoralizing i, I feel exactly what you're saying but i felt the same way too like uh seeing all the videos on twitter instagram people coming together the protests signing petitions even people admitting they were wrong and changing their ways donating like I mean, I guess technology is giving us a, a avenue to reach people like we couldn't before. So I feel you. It's like the same thing. It's, it's almost like awakening, you know. It's a, a jolt of life that, you know, kind of went away for a little bit because nothing was changing at the time. So, yeah, it is kind of like it's like a new revolution in a way, even though it's about mm-hmm. the same ideas. It's getting new progress. So, yeah, I definitely feel that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, For sure, I, f- I feel that. For me, yeah, I think, like, for me, initially when I saw the video, when I watched the video, I think, you know, we see a lot of that stuff happen like on a day-to-day basis. Like it's so, it happens so often and we're like so used to it where I know for me, I was very like, I got like desensitized where it's like, it didn't, I felt so bad and I like, it hurt me too. But it's like, I was on the outside, like I wasn't wearing that emotion where it's like, I just kind of kept it pushing. Like it's just another day. Like, and it's like, I know that, and I feel like one that's bad because it's like, we're so like used to it and we're so conditioned to like right. this stuff happening. It's so normalized for us. And yeah, but it, it didn't, it really didn't start hitting me until 
you know, I, actually, it didn't start hitting me until I went to the first Long Beach protest. <coughs> then, uh, I, and then you start seeing all the people, like, uh, all the pro- protests start picking up. And then you start seeing all the, like, uh, Trump, like Trump's tweet, like, when the uh, when the looting starts, the shooting starts, that had me furious, like, furious, bro. Like, that yeah. really, like, I really yeah. broke all, like, I don't really care about professionalism on Twitter, but I know, like, since I'm a journalist, <laughs> I had to be kind of professional. But I was just like, man, fuck. I was like, fuck this, bro. I'm going to say what I, <laughs> I, I want to say. And so I was just like, I just let loose. I was like, bro, y'all really supporting this weird-ass man, like this weird-ass, racist-ass, evil, devil-ass man. And y'all Boy. blind, thinking he's Jesus or something. Yeah. So, but then, and then also now I started seeing all his little supporters start being more bold. And it's like, they're like, oh, okay, we're going to start shooting and stuff. And I'm just like, and it started, it's me because it's like, bro, like, we really getting hunted down just because of the color of our skin. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. well, I, I would say like that it's low-key always happened, but just because of technology, we're seeing it more. So like, especially mm-hmm. as kids, you know, when you're, when you're a little kid, you obviously have those talks with your parents, but you're a lot more sheltered. You know, they don't mm-hmm. show you as much. They don't tell you as much in detail. Now everybody's recording everything. So we see everything. We're literally seeing people die on camera. People oh, yeah, being yeah. beaten to a pulp on camera. So, I mean, we see those pictures. So it, it is, it's a lot different now. Even though we're kind of used to being targeted, it's different when you actually see the result of it all the time, you know? So it is, that's, yeah. that, I mean, I, I feel you. I get exactly what you're saying. Mainly because like, it it's different back in like the 80s or 70s. You would read it, it would be like in a newspaper. If, if it even makes the media, it'd be like, oh, man dies, whatever. But it's one thing to see it because you feel it, you hear it. It's just, it just touches you more emotionally. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we're, in a, we're in an era now where we can, we, the news is just trying to catch up with social media. So we broadcast what's going on and it goes viral. You know what I'm saying? We choose. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know. And then it's, it's, it's just, it's, social media has brought this, uh, a lot of people, you know, talk shit about social media because, you, you know, social media has such negative effects on society, but it's bringing a lot of shit to light as well. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. everybody has a camera phone. It's, it's bringing a lot of shit to light, and it just, it just strikes a certain emotion as compared to, you know, what, is, what has been, you know, maybe before the social media era. Yeah, I agree with yeah. you 100%. I was just um, talking uh, with uh, a couple of my, uh, my friends uh, not too long ago about how, like, the, the tide is changing. Because at first, like, really all you had to go off, like you said, was the news, you know, right. what the news said. And now I'm seeing the contrast. If they decide the to even talk about like, it, if the new, if the news decide yeah, to talk about it, right? Talk about it, like the contrast in Twitter and the news. Like it was one example I remember specifically because we were talking about it for 30 minutes. One of the cops gave a um, an interview, like a I don't know if it was a cop specifically or a detective, but he he was in an interview and he said uh, one of the jewelry stores uh, had been broken into, and the Louis stores mm-hmm. and like. Two million worth of merchandise was stolen, and then mm-hmm. one of the CEOs and the owner of that certain store, um, he spoke up and was like, uh, "Nothing was stolen. Like we're not done. We don't leave our stuff out overnight." And I'm like, "See, you see how they flip it, just to you know mm-hmm. try and make it look like this much of destruction is happening. And people are doing this. Like there's no reason to lie. You could have said, you know, some rioters, some protesters are doing this, doing that." But why make up a fictitious story? And that's what I was like, that's just crazy to me. Because 
when you're younger or like if you don't have social media like a lot of the older generation you don't see that yeah. all you see is what the media shows you see the videos the half videos the cut videos the stories the the journalists that are only one-sided you know mm -hmm. because they don't give the full story and i'm like that's crazy because on twitter or instagram not only do you get that story with the media saying, but you get the backstory. You get in the personalized people who was there, people who saw it, people who got videos, pictures. Like you get in primary source too, not just the secondary mm -hmm. source. And I, I just think that's that's so crazy, but that's also mm -hmm. part of like why this revolution is taking off so big because we're getting primary examples. Like it's hard to keep it hush hush when every day you hop on Twitter. You see it, you know, constantly, mm -hmm. video after video, tweet after tweet, picture after picture. Yeah, I agree, yeah. bro. Like, I it didn't, I didn't realize that until like, of course, because you know the media were always focusing on the riots and stuff, the riots, and you knew that. I but even me, like, I wasn't like ignorant to that because I was like, okay, it's rioting, like, everyone's mad, like we uh, us as black people, we understand why everyone's rioting and all this stuff happening, but at the same time, we also know we're not the one burning burning buildings and stuff like that. We weren't the ones. And especially with all the evidence coming out on Twitter, where it's just like Twitter and just social media in general saying, like, like I swear, Twitter detectives, bro, they need to get, hire all these people. <laughs> hire all the Twitter, Twitter detectives for FBI work and actual police work. But no, when I went to the Long Beach protest, I saw like there was a whole group that like from the main group, there's a group that just mm -hmm. literally split split off into like the, well, I think, the Long Beach, that Long Beach mall is like Piker, I think it's Piker, something like that. Yeah, and, yeah it's, it's something like that. Yeah, they, they all split off. I was, and I stayed with the main group. It wasn't until like after we got back to our car and I was like on social media that I found out people were like rioting and looting over there. And it's just like, and who was it that really reported that? The media, of course. And it's like, they weren't focusing on the math, the main group protesting peacefully, walking down, walking like two, four miles. And mm -hmm. while you have this little fraction of a group over here for the wrong reasons and you're trying to say that was the protest i'm like nah that's people out here for their own agenda yeah the only people that actually had a reason like that was probably had a reason to riot was you know minneapolis minneapolis so it's just weird like how they twist things and that's why i say like at the end of the day like the one percent should never control the media like the one percent if there's one thing that also needs to be broken down is, is the who controls the media should be the people because mm -hmm. that's because if the one percent control, they dictate everything that comes out. Like if the people control it, whole lot of corruption and everything's getting exposed. Like we had Hillary Clinton's emails, like the whole uh, sex trafficking case going under the radar, and it's like it's still under the radar. Not many people know about it, but guarantee if the people yeah, that was it, wild. That would have been another story that was being brought to brought to the highlight, like this past yeah. week. That's what I'm saying. I, when I read that too, and I. And then I seen the tweet. They said like three thousand kids went dis uh, disappeared from ICE, and then Hillary Clinton is on trial with thousands of emails with sex trafficking and you know child molestation and stuff like that. And I'm like, bro, not only does that not go hand in hand because that's government controlled. There's no media on it. Like if it wasn't for Twitter at the time, I wouldn't even have knew about it. I had to go to Google and other. Uh, networks just to check to make sure it was true and it was really happening I'm like they didn't you know this is a government official going to mm -hmm. you know court and they didn't even put it on the media I'm like that's that's crazy how they just focus on certain things and let other things you know slide slide in the back like that that was just wild mm -hmm. to me I always knew it but just 
I guess we're at an age where we understand everything a lot more. We're a lot more mature. So now that we get to see certain things firsthand, it's eye open. We have more access to things too, so that helps a lot. Yeah, that helps a lot. Yeah, that's facts. That's facts. Yeah, man. Yeah. But <clears throat> moving, like, I mean, we're this whole episode is basically dedicated toward, you know, just racial issues, racial issues in America. We're going to touch on sports, but even oh, when we touch on sports, it's you know, about to be about the racial issues that are in sports. So first thing I want to bring up is we're moving to the NFL. And I know James doesn't watch watch football anymore. Um, uh-huh. Me and Reed both still watch football, but everyone knew – everyone paid attention to what Drew Brees said. Uh, right. His problematic self. Let me, mm-hmm. let me pull up the quote real quick just to have <laughs> – <laughs> let me just to have that going. Mm-hmm. Where are we at? Where are we at? When did you stop uh, watching uh, football, James? Uh, right, right when uh, the off season that Kaepernick uh, went, couldn't get a job, that mm-hmm. was that was when I for sure was done with it. And then on top of that, not even just with the uh, with the whole Kaepernick situation. Like even if Kaepernick did get a job, it'll be hard for me to still watch the game because I'm just so more educated about the CTE and the permanent brain damage. Yeah, it brings like trust me. I was an NFL addict. Like, I'm a big NBA fan. Everybody knows that. But I was a bigger NFL fan than I am, like, a hoops fan. I was well, I was like a football nerd, bro. When I learned about um, the brain damage stuff and the CTE and how, like, a lot of retired players are suicidal and beating their wives, doing all types of crazy shit, like, that kind of, like, I don't know, man. That, that just took that took me back a little bit. And because the Kaepernick situation, and I, I participate in the boycott, um, I'm mm-hmm. still boycotting now, I guess, but it's just hard for me to get back into it just because I know the effects it has, the permanent uh, effects it has on, on black players' brains and shit like that. So it's just kind of hard for me to get into it. I respect the game. I still love football, but I, I can't. I don't know. I, I can't. I can't fuck with it no more. Yeah, I know y'all see a little 49ers clock. That's not my shit, by the way. Yeah. I'm not a 49ers fan. That's <laughs> not I was not a Niners fan. <laughs> just want to make that clear. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, yeah, that I hear you. That's valid. That's very valid. So what? Uh, oh yeah, I found the quote. So yeah. Anyway, I want to get your initial thoughts when you know you heard you heard Drew Brees say, "I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country." Especially mm-hmm. given the, you know, the timing of when he said that was like two, three days into the protests. So like, what was your? He, he was asked. That, he was asked that question though. Just to be fair, he was asked that question mm-hmm. by some somebody from Yahoo or some shit like that. Yeah. He was yeah. in an interview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that should yeah, – um, everybody was pissed, bro. Like, that shit just took away from what the fuck we were talking about. Nobody's talking about the military flag. I mean, we, come on, bro. Yes, I, I, I agree with you. Remember we had this uh, talk uh, in our group chat, too, and um, I said, like, the same thing because he did the – this is not the first time he said, like, a comment similar to that. He did the first – he said it something similar the first time when Cap took a knee. Right. And then – Everybody, you know, that talk of educating, like, this is not what it's about, came out. So then he doubled yeah. down on it and said it again. And then yeah. his apology came out and, you know, how he said his course of action has changed and what he thought. And, I mean, I was still 50-50 on it. And I, I took it, like, the whole thing into account because Jubies is known for helping the Black community in uh, New Orleans donating to them but at the same time i'm like if you're so you know involved with them why would you say that you know and i was like i I didn't feel he was 
that ignorant because not only is most of his team black, so I know they talk to him, but also just because of the whole cap situation, you know, and the analysis and all the, uh, the coverage it had, there was no way he couldn't see the other side of the argument that it wasn't about the flag in the first place. So for him to double down on that and then only to turn back on it when it got so much backlash, even from people within his team, I just, I don't know, it didn't feel as genuine to me mm-hmm. on the apology. So I, that's why I was still 50-50 on it. Because I can see maybe if it was his first mistake, and then they talked to him, and he was like, okay, I said something wrong, but this is the second time, you know. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, you know, I can't put the blame on you. This is the second time he did it, you know. Right. And he doubled down on it in the midst of the timing. Like, I get he was he was asked that question, but I'm saying this, the timing and the protest. I mean, even when the protest first came out, they even did the, you know, still, again, the information that it's not, we're not kneeling because of the flag. So that's what I'm saying. It's just hard for me to envision him having access to all that stuff like we do. And plus Mm -hmm. the teammates and everybody that's around him, managers, you know, all the people who, who are involved in his circle and still be oblivious to what the actual kneeling movement was about. I just, so I just, I don't know. That wouldn't make sense to me. Maybe it's possible. That's why I get, I'm 50, 50 with him, but overall those comments, I, I didn't like them. I wasn't with it at all. Nah, yeah. I, I definitely wasn't with it. Cause I mean, first thing I said on Twitter, I said, Oh, this guy, I'm glad this is not my quarterback. I was like, because Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, bro, first of all, Carson Wentz is from North Dakota. So you know he doesn't have that much interaction with black people in the first place. There's barely any black people there. Then he's also a ginger. So it's like, so like, <laughs> and, he's very, and, he, and he's very religious. So I definitely didn't expect him to be like very, like, I expected him actually to be on more of Drew Brees' side. But like the second day of the protest, he already has said, I stand with my brothers. I will never understand. Like, what you have to go through, but I still stand with y'all, and I we have to fix this. I'm just like, of all people, like of all people to say, someone's like, bro, I was very surprised. Like, we still don't have we don't we still don't mm-hmm. have Dak saying anything, but we know Master Jerry Jones isn't gonna let any Cowboy player really speak on this. <laughs> no, you yeah. see what but Dak I think did? Dak uh, donated though. Yeah, Dak donated like yeah, a, but a, a, like was wait, it like a million or no? He got more than a million. Yeah, he donated to it. I know, sure. but you, no, no, but where he donated? Yeah, where he donated? Is an issue, oh. Though. Um, I don't know. It, the things that popped up on ESPN and Sports Center, they just said in uh, he donated in efforts to the Black Lives Matter movement. They yeah, didn't no, specify man, exactly that, what no, it he was. Donated, he donated to so, police, police training. He so he donated money to the police. He, he donated he, he donated did. one million dollars to the Dallas PD to help them be uh, to train uh, better as far as not being prejudiced. To the Dallas PD, he he gave them one million dollars to teach them a. Uh, whatever resource they need to teach the, the cadets or whatever to be less prejudiced and shit like that. And that, I, mean, I don't, I don't see what the fuck yeah, you need $1 yeah. million for <laughs> to, to, to not be no. prejudiced. Like what the That's fuck? what I, I was going to say. Like, I was going to say that I guess the intention was good, but that's not going to solve anything though. Like that, that's some dumb ass Yeah, I don't know. Shit. <laughs> them niggas going to buy rocket launchers with that money. Them niggas going to buy rocket launchers with, them, with that fucking money. They ain't about to use that. And and what do you what can you use one million dollars for to to teach people how to be less prejudiced? Like what what the fuck are you gonna do with one million dollars to teach people? Like do you need that much money to like what are you gonna do? Like with one million dollars for this specific thing? Like 
Them niggas gonna use that shit for weapons and shit. Or, or uh, I don't know, for pensions or whatever. They holiday pay or whatever. That, shit was, yeah. that was a terrible donation choice, in my opinion. No, no, yeah, that was definitely yeah. that was definitely the wrong organization to even donate to. It should have been all just straight black Black Lives Matters or just black organizations in the first place. NWA but the jig been up on Dak though, because even when the Kaepernick shit was going on, yeah. uh, was first going on, he was like, "I would never uh, kneel for the, the anthem and all that shit." But, he was popping all that up, shit. Remember that's that's Master Jerry Jones. Yeah, everything. So he's telling he was like, "Y'all not y'all not kneeling. You will not kneel." That's what I'm saying. That's why you have never you have not seen not one Cowboy player really. Speak out again. That's true, huh? Even Des Bryant, yeah. even when he spoke, he says, he said, "Oh, but not all white people are bad." It's just like, uh, yes, we know this, but like this, mm. right? Like, why you have to say this? Like, they're not signing mm. you. No one's signing you in the league, bro. Calm down. Mm. Like, you're probably not gonna play again. But it's mm. but Master Jerry Jones controls everything, like mm-hmm. everything in the Cowboys organization. So nothing. So nobody will say anything. Even like mm. they're even bringing up how he is still yet he is still yet to be be one of the people that has spoken out and like you know support of this right I don't know if, like, how the cowboys even issued a whole statement like, i'm not even sure probably i, I don't know i don't know you gotta look on their twitter or something i don't know yeah hey, i could be wrong but still but jerry jones has been the one one owner that's quiet because you know and he's the main one that was speaking against kaepernick <laughs> protesting. man fuck the cowboys <laughs> hey that's facts that's facts for sure and Austin, if you listen to this, you know you already know where it's always fuck the Cowboys at at the end of the day. Oh, Austin's a Cowboys fan. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but not. Oh man, it's, look at this internet connect. This whole thing is lagging. Hold up. Hey, can y'all hear me? Yeah. All right. Yeah, because it's sorry, it was glitching. Um, yeah, yeah my bad. I was I was gonna Facetime call. Oh no, you good? I was I was making sure uh you were like you weren't glitching either. Yeah, yeah, I got a Facetime call. My bad. But yeah, man, Drew yeah. Brees, Drew Brees for sure kind of got can't. No, nah, he for sure got canceled. Like I understand some of his Saints players for sure, you know, forgave him and stuff. But I already know there's people you know around the league that are just like, oh, we cannot wait to play the Saints now. <laughs> yeah, Eli, they definitely made a call about that. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll give him props, though. I really did not expect him to clap back at Trump after mm-hmm. after Trump tweeted at him. So I, mm-hmm. I I will say I respect him with that one. But still, for you to just be ignorant on that whole situation. And that's what, like even our group chat, you know, I called him, you know, I called him a coon, even though that's not, you know, that's not the right. Yeah, that's not the right time. But still, I was like, I was just saying, because for you to be around black people, the majority of your actually your entire career and you still not learn and pick up on this stuff, especially in the last, just how yeah. things have been moving the last five years in the NFL. It's like, come on, bro. Yeah. Right. Come on. Yeah, bro. I hear you. Now, don't, now, hear me out, though. I'm, I'm, I'm all for growth, so if he gonna oh, he's make 40 this, years uh, old. <laughs> this, uh, look, that's what I'm saying. If he gonna make this apology, he gonna have to keep it that same way till, till he retire and so on and so on because, yeah, he, like I said, he doubled down on it, so. He's he's for sure. If he if he if he if he so, but yeah. Plus he, plus you know uh, his anti gay conversion therapy for like the last. Oh, oh, I almost forgot about yeah. Well, see that's wild. That's that's different than race race, but that was still wild when I read that. Oh, that that's more in the religious aspect, but that was yeah, that was uh, wild when I first read that. What were you gonna say, James? My bad. 
No, I, I was like, yeah, that anti-gay conversion shit that he was a part of was was a trip. But I was saying, uh, I I'm not gonna lie, I did respect his address to Trump though. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like he kind of said everything like that was need to be said. But, bro, like, why did you know after all these years? Now, you, now you understand the shit just because you felt that pressure. Everybody screaming, "Fuck, fuck Drew Brees!" Chanting that shit. You know what I'm saying? You got all this heat. Like it, t- it took. It, it took a matter of two days for him to see the light, but it's like, bro, why did it take this long? You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. Cap, Cap sat uh, Neil like years ago, bro. Now all of a sudden, when people are for and one day goes by, everybody's chanting "fuck Drew Brees" in New Orleans. Then all of a sudden, you see the light, bro. You should have took this time to understand what the fuck we were talking about for uh, years. You had three years. You know what I'm saying? You took one day of heat, and now you all of a sudden see it, like. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, they, I yeah, that, you know, the Trump, but it's just the timing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That they do say though, you know, once that pressure's on that, you know, that'll really show you what you stand for and what's about you, and, you know, what you're really about. So they put that pressure on him because yeah. on Twitter they really was on his head on that's Instagram, that's also all saving that. Your brand too. That's also saving your brand. Yeah. Yeah. All these see, that's, name athletes like LeBron coming for his head and shit. Oh, once LeBron yeah. says something, you he had to respond. LeBron's <laughs> yeah. LeBron talks to you, you have to respond because it's like it's yeah. it's LeBron. He's too he's yeah. global. He's too 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 big of a star and celebrity in America. Actually, yeah, but that's why I said that's why I said I don't know how genuine it was because exactly. he waited, you know, two days before everybody, every celebrity, and everybody started responding. So that's why I said, I mean. I respect the apologies and his address, but I mean, you got to show me that that's really what you're about, though. That mm-hmm. is not just because mm-hmm. of the backlash. You got to show me, you know, that that the apology and the changed view that you claim you have is actually true and not just for the moment. Right. 100%. Right. But. <clears throat> Moving up, but just moving away from this topic, I mean, another issue we can address in the NFL is just the the lack of diversity in the coaching staffs and the executive offices. Because uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, there was a quote Kyle Shanahan. They quoted Kyle Shanahan on ESPN. There said he had said, "There's no reason." Basically, he was saying, "There's no reason for there to only be two black head coaches and four black GMs or executive executive positions." And that right mm-hmm. there is hella problematic, mm-hmm. bro. I remember. I forgot who who was the Cardinals head coach like two years ago before Eclipse King, Kingsbury. He was only a he was black and I think it was actually I think it was Steve Wilkes. I could be wrong, but uh, he literally only got one season and the Cardinals had no talent on that team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like bro, like, but they there's a whole issue. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why. Like whoever doesn't see that as an issue is oblivious to the oblivious to the fact that they just don't want to pay attention at all because that so that's a yeah. whole problem only having two black head coaches and four black general managers yeah well what i tell people a lot, a lot of times you gotta think about when a lot of stuff got started like the foundation you get me think of how long has the nfl been going uh, i don't know since 1900 something Look, that's my point, right? Back then, racism, segregation, all that, it's it was even prevalent, right? Mm-hmm. So if most of the majority of the people that started that organization at that time were probably white people in power, segregation was so prevalent that a lot of them, 
probably had the certain ideologies. That's the foundation. So if you start a foundation on that, how you expect to get diversity from it? You get what I'm saying? I mean, that's it's, it's literally, it's the, I know that's what I'm saying. It's the system. It's systematic, right? Even the people that come into the system, like other black people, maybe Mexican people or Latino, et cetera, et cetera, they might not inherently want to be, you know, racist, but because of the way that system is set up, you see it's only what, two and four, that's it, right? Because that's how it is. You know, they, they do certain requirements or classifications, just like uh, how they try to do uh, LeBron's manager, Rich Paul, right? In order to be, you know, an agent, you have to have graduated from college, even though he's never graduated from college. You know, right. things like that, you know, it's right. not necessarily saying, okay, black people can't do this, but it's targeting a certain demographic systematically right it's limiting a certain group that you know probably won't have a good as much chance as getting that job or that position as another you know race or ethnicity and so that's what it is really it's, it's systematically it's the foundation and that's how it's like affecting and then i mean they haven't changed their system either out of all the like sports i think the nfl is one of the main uh like uh organizations that just like refuses to change their system like at all yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're definitely the most sure. mm. I, I don't know they're one of the most problematic leagues sports leagues for sure yeah i mean you can say nascar is probably problematic just because i mean their whole demographic of fans is the south really yeah <laughs> yeah and they're, they're just now banning the Confederate flag and all that shit. Like, I mean, it's 2020. That shit should have been banned, bro. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. 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 I, don't, I, still don't, I do not understand the obsession with that flag. I do not understand why they, why they try to defend that flag so much. Man, hold up, James. Me, hold up, James. Me and Reed had a teacher. He's black. Had a teacher that had the Confederate flag hanging in his class. He's from the South, bro. Bro, I, I just told them what? I just told y'all what? Like, Couple weeks ago, I was like, "Let's have, mm -hmm. let's have me." He was a coon, bro. He was that's some cool <laughs> shit. Bro, I was like, for you to be brainwashed and rep that flag and have it hung in the classroom, like at least I, that's why I say yeah. he was like ninety five percent coon because he still messed with the black people. So he was a hundred. Well, see, here's my thing because it, it's a uh, it's kind of big on it's big on social media right now, like the statues and everything getting a uh, tore down, right? And the main people argument is, well, that's our history. You know, you're erasing this from the history. And my response to that, okay, the Confederate flag is your history, but what exactly is that history of being racist to black people? Why would you want to keep that as your history? That says more about you than getting rid of the flag in general, right? We still know the flag is going to exist. We can see it in the history book. It's not getting completely erased. I would just rather not see it flying through the air when I'm trying to go to the store or when I walk into a building to get a job I don't want to see a confederate flag reminding me you know that back then that's what was happening to people you get me right. like I don't I, to us and to us honestly I say people but to us I don't want you know I don't want to be reminded of that mm -hmm. all the time like why would you want to celebrate that as your history that doesn't make sense to me and they took an L so it's like why so why do you want to why yeah. Who hangs around losses, bro? Like, I mean, besides LeBron. Exactly. Even though I, I mess with LeBron, but even though LeBron stands, they be, they be loading those those uh those losses. But, man, that's crazy. Like, like I don't understand why anybody 
well, I understand why, because they're racist. Like, let's be real. Like, they're racist. Like, they they just act like, oh, this is a pride. This is history. Like, bro, no. Like, do you not understand your own history? Like, your own history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you don't feel ashamed. Like, a bunch of, like, they don't feel ashamed about that. But... Nigga, fuck that flag. Well, yeah, well, see, that's the thing, though. That's the thing. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, think of, like, that it's not necessary. Now, this isn't systematic, but just think of what's being passed down generation to generation. Mm-hmm. Remember that um, I sent you guys a, a tweet, and it was a picture of the two little girls surrounded by the little um, black girl that was in the cage, right? Yeah. And, and uh, the, the details on it was that oh, happened. Man. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. What country? What country was that again? What, what people was that? Um, so a lot of it happened to the Congolese people, but it was it was also other people as well. But um, that yeah. happened 65 years ago. So 60, they make slavery seem so long ago or racism, segregation was really that bad. 65 years ago, those little girls, they're probably somebody's grandmother. Mm-hmm. Think of all those people that was around them. That's somebody's mother, right? So you think, how can people still be racist now after everything that's happened? I mean, you see that picture of a little kid. What do you think they grew up to talk or their kids and so on without hating somebody? You don't come out with racism. It's taught. It's learned. You get what I'm saying? And that same thing with like the, you know, Confederate flag and all this. They're taught to feel a certain way about it. So they think, oh, it's not wrong. You know, it's our history. But your history is oppressing, killing, and being racist towards different groups. Why would you want to celebrate that history? You get what I'm saying? See, they don't think that through because from their standpoint, they're just they're just keeping on what their grandparents passed down or their parents passed down and such mm-hmm. and such and such. That's why it's generational. That's why that like that's really what how it is because when you talk to people they don't they don't yeah they don't ever say nothing like oh you know I, I, it's because I like the flag or you know I really like the look of it it's always it's it's my history or my grandfather right. fought for this country or my grandfather has this history or you know my grandmother has that flag and such and such it's never the aesthetic or anything where you know they don't even sometimes they don't even really pay attention to what the flag in itself symbolizes. It's more of just that it's history because it's tradition. It's generational. They're literally taught that. Facts. I mean, that's true. I still, still, it's just like, and it's still crazy to me that, hold up, like, like, it's still crazy to me that a piece of cloth, even talking about both flags too, the Confederate flag and, Mm -hmm. you know, USA flag, like a piece of cloth is more valuable to people than someone's life. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah, a whole I mean. joke right there. It's just like, that's why That's why a lot of people like, you know, quoting you, James, like, F that flag, bro. Like, that's why a lot of people are saying F, the, F them, even the American flag. It's just like, bro, like, y'all really putting the flag mm-hmm. more, having, putting more importance than someone's life. Mm-hmm. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Any sense. Oh, yeah, that's... That's facts. That doesn't that yeah, doesn't, doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. Yeah. But oh yeah, but moving like moving to the NBA because I mean we're not gonna spend that much time. But I do I did want to get your thoughts on uh, just the whole as of recently since yesterday, 
Kyrie's statements on um, like having the NBA continue, or whether like do you think it, well? Let me mm-hmm. do you think it's a good idea for the NBA to be continuing, uh, especially during times of uh, so, social justice, social activism right now? Like, do you think it will con- conflict? I see because I see both sides of Kyrie, yeah. Kyrie Irving side and Austin Rivers side. There are both their arguments are valid. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. the same thing. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I think both of them are making uh, good points, both of them. I don't think either of them is wrong in a way. It's just all perspective. I say how you see it is, for most people, it's going to be biased on to what they want to happen. If you want the NBA to come back, you're probably going to side with Austin Rivers. But, you know, if you're more on the, like, the boycotting and forcing the hand, you'll be on Kyrie's side. You know, they both have valid um, – they both have valid – points that they're making so I don't I don't really disagree with either one of them I think it's just more on you know which one you would prefer I guess I'm gonna keep it bad I think if Kyrie's team was contending you you would be late to the mud <laughs> <laughs> like you see it ain't no yeah. Lakers really like speaking out saying oh we should can't you know hey, but you hey, let, let's mm-hmm. be real I saw I saw your tweet today you were a little biased because you know, yeah, I'm biased as fuck. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna front. Lou, 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 Will, Lou Will spoke out and was like, "Yeah, we should, we should." You know, and the Clippers are obviously contending too. But nah, fuck that. I waited, I waited a fucking decade, bro, for the Lakers to be contenders again, bro. Like, nah, we don't. Man, this it gonna really go has been a decade. <laughs> it really has been a decade. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, like, no, nah. I get you too. I get you because I, man, me, you know, I we've been was... talking about like how boring it's been without like the, the NBA and stuff. So I, I get exactly. What you're yeah. I don't even care. Like, it was boring. Like, the Lakers was not going to make the playoffs. I, I, my ass probably be with Kyrie. Like, yeah, it's more so for health concerns. Like, I'm not really sure. Like, on a serious note, serious, very serious note, like, um, I don't think it'll cause that much of a, distra- a distraction. Like, we can protest and be pro-black and still mm-hmm. have fucking, like, sports. But I think if there were uh, um, a reason, like, not to continue is for the, the COVID-19 cr- uh, health crisis. I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's a little shaky. I, I don't know exactly how that will work. That that's my only concern. I don't think it'll cause a distraction for for our social uh, social justice uh, standpoint. Yeah. But I'm just saying for health. That's the only reason why I would say we should not do it is for this coronavirus pandemic. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't I don't see this panning out very smoothly if we if we were to continue the NBA regarding this uh this virus. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Like even the. I still have, have to read up on, like, the whole guidelines they have for the COVID. But, yeah, I feel like just – I mean, sports sports in general are just really going to be tough and to deal with during this whole pandemic. Yeah. Well, of course, the, the NFL said um, when they uh, come back, they're planning to have fans in the stadium and yeah, proceed as regular. That's why the NFL is They said, they said, if the CDC says – advises against it, then we'll listen. I'm like – they already said that back in March. They said, "We're not gonna be." That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, come on, stop caring about this money and care about your, your damn athletes. But I know you know you don't. You know you don't. But That's, yeah. I thought that was wild when I said that. <laughs> I'm I'm curious what the MLB is gonna do too. I don't know if I don't know if y'all really follow baseball at yeah, all, but like, I think like. Yeah. That that's a contact. That's like the one sport you well that and NASCAR the only sports you can really do without really passing passing the coronavirus i'm curious what yeah. they're going to do i think they're going to be do no, no fans in the stadium 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I no, think there, theirs would be a lot easier to manage with uh, no stands in the, uh, I mean, no fans yeah. in the stands. Yeah, like honestly, yeah. the, whole, the whole how it's all shaking up with the MLB and stuff is is where it's very weird to me. Like I, there's still so much I need to learn because I'm like I still don't even know what the what the conflict is, what what the issue is. This was like I know all I know it's something to do with money, but yeah, I need to figure it out, man, because. I interview with the Dodgers, but it got put on pause because of this pandemic shit. So I, I haven't got denied it. Except so I'm like, yo, y'all need to stop playing, yo. So I'm, 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 I'm watching it. I'm watching the MLB while everybody's watching. But the NBA gonna do. I'm watching the MLB. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it'll be cool if, if they brought that shit back at least. I don't know. I don't know. Everything's yeah. up in the air, bro. But to keep it real, I'm not a fan of. I'm, I'm to me, for me, I'm not a fan of California like reopening or any of these states reopening. I think that shit's just dumb. Yeah. Bro. Like, like traffic is back. Everybody's acting like nothing is going on. Nothing's happening. You know what I'm saying? I know. Like, I be seeing people walking around without masks and stuff. That's that one. I, I was like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> and Orange County. The spikes sure. are gonna come. Worst county in California. Yeah. Wait, what happened? Orange County is fucking. Oh, yeah, Orange County, the worst county, worst county in California. I think they fully, they fully opened back yeah. up already, right? Uh, I believe. Uh, Damn near. Yeah, they're it's pretty much near, but they just they just made it. They just stopped making it a requirement to wear a mask. So. Yeah. Because, yeah, because it, people it, were strongly recommended. Yeah, it's strongly recommended. It's not. It, they moved from, from mandatory to strongly recommend. Why even do that if you strongly recommend? You might as well keep it mandatory. Like, see, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, at certain points, like when stuff like that happens, I'm like, it, it's it has to be the money. I, that's it. Because if it's still strongly yeah, recommended, yeah. then you might as well keep it mandatory. So the only reason to put it down is to satisfy the customers who don't want to wear a mask, so you can get you know the economy back up in that area. I'm like that. That makes no sense to me. If you're going to strongly recommend it, you might as well keep it mandatory. Not yeah. Well, Go down. Two leading forces. I think the the main leading force was that, like, the, the economy the economy was failing just across the board, like, across the country. So it's like, you know, I, I think city council members or, you know, public mm-hmm. pressure from the white people out in Orange County, the privileged white people who are like, I don't feel like I should have to fucking wear a fucking mask going in. I'm being discriminated against all this shit. So it's like, we're losing money and we're about to like, our economy's about to fail and these people don't want to wear a mask anyway. We might as well just let them do what the fuck they want. Like, <laughs> and, and just bring, you know, revive the economy and then the spikes are going to happen. That's fine, whatever. And then we'll just figure it out from there. Yeah, that's why I, I really do hope we never get like a virus, like the Black Plague or something like that again, or a disease, because we're going to be done for. <laughs> hey, but look, remember the Black Plague was mainly because people were dirty and they didn't wash and they yeah. Didn't wash. And we didn't but what's the difference work. now? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> hey, we, we have we have shower on the paper. They, they yeah, didn't have, just uh, because we have them don't mean people then. use them. Nah, yeah, yeah, the medicine and stuff is a, is a lot better. Obviously, we we survived yeah. way more. But like same thing, uh, like with wars, obviously the tolls were a lot more back then because people died of disease and infections afterwards. But like just saying, like say like a serious like disease happened again because the way people don't listen to rules. Like when they first did the quarantine, people were still in 
Venice Beach playing basketball like two weeks after two weeks in a row, you know, full contact, everything. Like imagine if it was actually really, really, really serious. Like it kills in contact. All those people would have died. Like that's crazy to me. It's an American thing, I think. It's like not even like a white, black, whatever, Latino thing. I think Americans, we are so like kind of like compared to like some third world countries, we're so privileged to have all these nice things like Universal Studios, playing basketball, going to bars, nice restaurants. It's like we're addicted to it. So yeah. I don't know. I think I think I think we're just addicted to it. We're so privileged. And if you look at other countries, like you know, not other countries. Not, you know, I know like it's still like you know terrible in other countries, but we're like spiking the worst right now out of everybody else in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A couple then, places then already fully recovered. Yeah. Like uh. Oh wait. Uh, Reed, you can hear yeah, me. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, James glitched. Could, could you hear James? Mm-mm. Yeah, you glit. I think you glitched out, bro, for a minute. Yeah. Oh, my bad. You good, bro? Parts, all that shit. Ah, still glitch. So it's just we're addicted to that. We're sure. Still, mm-hmm. I can hear y'all just fine. And, yeah, but anyway, y'all going though? If y'all can hear me. <laughs> now, I, I I get you. You know, they basically we sound like they addicted. We addicted to yeah. the lifestyle. Yeah. You know, we live a certain lifestyle. Yeah. Like you said, it is. You can get addicted to a lifestyle pretty easy, and I do think that's true. We we're addicted to a certain lifestyle, and when things like a quarantine starts to infringe on it, we get very defensive as Americans. Right. Very very defensive, and I get sometimes. Obviously, it's justified. But in certain mm-hmm. cases like this, people rioting because they don't want to stay home when thousands of people are dying. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people saying they feel like they're discriminated against because they have to wear a mask. I'm not even sure that's how discrimination works by definition. <laughs> <not>. So, <laughs> you know, right. I, we, we are, we're privileged. We are, we're very privileged in a lot of ways. Yeah, that, was, that was my biggest thing because I was just like, when I, when all the, like all the people were out protesting, I don't want to you know stereotype anybody. But when all, all the people were out protesting, um, I was just like, it's crazy. It's crazy how all these other people's countries were just fine, you know, following the rules, just inside the house. But you see all yeah. these people marching the capitals, all complaining, talking about we want mm-hmm. some haircuts. Like, oh my gosh! And it, but it's still funny. It really mm-hmm. is still funny mm-hmm. that the same people that were out protesting during COVID are the same people trying to talk. I talk all this, all this smack about Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and all this stuff. It's just come, on, like, come on, bro. I mean, we, yeah, well, we, you know, we really know the like the agenda behind that and why and the why and the reasoning behind that. But you know, it's just, it's yeah. still just, it's just ironic. Like, how, you're that oblivious. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, man. But let me. I mean, let me move the topic because I th- I think we're done with that one. I mean, we we jumped from like NBA to COVID, so. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but now, uh, basically, the next topic was just gonna be you know, moving away from sports, not just focusing strictly on the protests, uh, mm-hmm. Black Lives Movement, the Black Lives Matters movement, everything. Just like what, let me ask y'all, what what do you want to see? What do you basically want to see change with these protests? Like, after these protests, like, after the protests, like, what do you want to see? Well, as far as results? Yeah, like, yeah. 
well, obviously, like the main result for one, the main reason we started doing was pro, uh, police brutality in general. You know, that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't think it would change. I get people saying defund the police and stuff like that. It literally would need a systematic change for it to change. Because a lot of people don't realize because it wasn't videotaped and, you know, broadcasted. They don't realize, especially back then, a lot of, you know, police uh, departments had a lot of racist people in them. Racist group formed within the police department. And they took pride in it, like tattoos and stuff. So a lot of their foundations is racist. So that's why people say it's not all cops, but it's a majority of them. It's also, it's, it's flipped. It's not necessarily a few bad apples. It's more a few good apples and a lot of bad apples. That's how it really is. So I would really, I would like to see a more systematic change within the department. So then like literally breaking it down all together and rebuilding it back up, if that would be possible. And then, I mean, as far as just pro- pro- police brutality, but in general for black people, I mean, we could go on for days. You got systematic racism, all that. Like, yeah. you know, there's a there's a lot right. that I would, <laughs> I would like to see the result of. But just staying in that, you, you know, the generally why the kneeling happened, I would definitely like to see, uh, you know, the, the stoppage of police brutality, you know, and the court system too. Because that's part of you that know, whole justice system. Uh, yeah, that's part of you know policing and you know the judgment. They work hand in hand, judges. But that too, just uh, you know the the difference in sentencing on average for black people compared to uh, you know uh, other people. I I would like to see it more fairly judged, obviously, because we don't get judged fairly by far, especially now that. It's, I would just, this is like the simplest case to me or example. Marijuana now is being sold like legally. There's a lot of black people spending life in prison, 30, 40, 50 years for a gram, two grams, you know, like things that people still get arrested for, black people in general, and still serve 20, 30 years for it while it's being mm-hmm. sold legally now. So, you know, just certain things like that, certain things like that. It's, I wouldn't say it's the little things because obviously that makes a big difference. You're messing with somebody's life, but it's a lot of the little aspects of the 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 system that would obviously make it a lot more easier to thrive and progress in the system if they fix those things. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, hundred percent. I agree. I, to answer your question, Cam, I got. Two answers. One is a perfect world answer, and one is a realistic one. A perfect world answer, what type of change do I want to see after these protests, you know, have concluded is white people leaving black people alone, you know, letting us do our own thing and stop exploiting us, stop targeting us, stop harassing us, stop terrorizing us, and give us not only equality, but equity. You know what I'm saying? But that's my perfect world dream answer that I I don't think will happen. 100%. Now, my realistic answer, my realistic answer is if you're a black person, whether you're a black person in America, a black person in Africa, a black person somewhere in Europe, whatever, or an ally of the Black Lives Matter movement, I would like you to use your platform, whatever platform you have, whether you're a cashier at McDonald's, the president of a university, to further the liberation of black people. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. just do whatever you can. So if you're in school, 
join the BSU. Um, if, if you know a little, I don't know, like a food giveaway is going on in your neighborhood, you have time that Sunday, sign up. You know what I'm saying? Like, do, do whatever you can. Like, you know, do, use whatever platform you have, even if it's on a small scale, because that small thing can go a long way to constantly, consistently work towards the liberation of, uh, of black people. Constantly, whether it's educating, mm-hmm. whether it's doing something tangible, just constantly use your platform, man. That's, that's I, what I realistically want from, from after all this protesting is over. Yeah, I agree 100% with that. Because um, I remember it was, uh, we were talking about how, like, we felt the movement at first was going to end, like, uh, after a few weeks, because of how, like, everything started going back to normal. And I, that's what I said, I, I want to stay unified and moving in the direction for improvement and keep doing it. Just like back then, you know, those marches, those marches didn't last for a day, for a week, for a month. They were six months, you know, the holdout boycotts, years, you know, when they did it for the bus, that was a long time. Like those, those are protests and fights that kept happening, reoccurring time after time after time after time. And I feel like we, I want us to be the same way because our, our community at times is very divided. And that it's hard for us to move in the right direction mm-hmm. because we're so divided. So if we can get unified and move in the right direction mm-hmm. consistently, like back then, we could accomplish a lot of what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. For me, for what I'm gonna go on a little rant, but for me, what I want to <laughs> <laughs> I wanna see for sure, defunding the police, because at the end of the day, like the police need to be held accountable for one. So actually arresting all these cops, because I mean, we still have so many unsolved murder murder cases and everything. Like hold these cops accountable, put them in jail, criminalize them, fire them. Uh, also defund them at the same time because you have too much money. You should never have about three billion dollars going to your police force when your whole com- out the other the other institutions in your county or whatever is failing like we all know how like we all know how the la the la school district are like they're not like no teacher should no teacher should be you know using their own money that they and they don't even make that much they should never i'm I'm the son of a teacher trust me yeah yeah and that's that i felt the wrath for that like my mom not getting paid enough and shit like that that should affect me so yeah teachers get paid more we can allocate that money to more important places 100 percent I mean, and, and you, James, you're you're from yeah, you're from Inglewood, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you you from Inglewood, and like places like Inglewood, places like Compton, like those schools and those schools and those communities aren't the best. Reason being, they are not funded right. pretty much at all. Like, right. it's just like you should be focused more on strengthening your community because if you strengthen if you strengthen the whole communities around you, like you're gonna look a lot better to you know just the mass of the world. It's just like it's pretty much common sense but i mean there's i mean i could go on and on about you know the whole you know black the you know the whole structure of that black household because i have a whole theory and a whole ted talk on that um but but some, but also another thing i would really love to see like in terms of just like maybe just in, in ter- also just in terms of like say like sports uh like we're looking at college and we're looking at colleges i would love to see more college athletes going to hbcus wouldn't you because you t- you're taking so much money out of these 
you know, PWI universities because, you know, they, most of their funding and most the reason like they're able to do all this stuff for their, you know, institutions mm -hmm. are because of the athletes that come in like Alabama, like if Alabama wasn't winning all the time, winning national championships, they, they, they're probably, they're, one, they, their enrollment probably wouldn't be as high as it, as it is. I mean, they would be struggling to build that school as much as it is. Like, I mean, like, even at Fullerton, like, I've had this, I've had this, I've said this to Austin with, in terms of Fullerton. Like, I told him, I was like, honestly, if Fullerton was smart, they would put a lot more funding into their athletic program. Because you've been in that gym, that gym correct, James? Mm -hmm. Like, it, mm -hmm. it literally looks like a high school gym. Mm -hmm. and it's like, when you it's have... Outdated. Yeah, when you have athletes come visit, have tour visits, it's like, well, we, we're about to graduate from high school. We don't want to leave a high school and come to another high school gym. It's like, especially since their focus is really sports. Right. So, yeah. you know, once yeah. you upgrade that stuff, like your gyms, your locker rooms, like, oh, it actually, that stuff, like, entices people to come to, come to these schools. Like, mm. if, you, if you built mm. that up, a lot better athletes will come to your school since we don't have a football team talking about basketball, you know, better athletes win more games. Boom. Win the Big West title. Get money. Boom. Uh, win the Big West tournament. Get money. Go to the NCAA tournament. Maybe move past the move, move past the first round. Move past the second round. You're still getting – like, your school is getting money as soon as you pass these rounds. Like, like it's, getting, it's getting so much money in where – you literally have so much money that you can put put that money and allocate it in different uh, different buildings, and you can add to the campus. Like Florida, they they could buy Nutwood East and the UCAs or whatever the, those apartments are. Like they could buy that whole land, they could buy that whole food land, and then just start expanding the campus. That's what all these schools do. So if you see more athletes going to HBCUs, like they're like the HBCUs are really struggling. Mm. Have athletes like, well, who? Reed, do you know that one high school athlete that was talking about going to uh, HBCU? He's like uh, Mikey Williams. Mikey Williams. Yeah, Mikey Williams. Like, if he look, all you need is Mikey Williams and Bronny to honestly go to an HBCU, and then the whole mass is probably going to start leaning towards an HBCU. And like, when what's gonna and yeah. also with the but what the NCAA is for sure gonna do once you see all these black athletes going to HBCUs, they're gonna start. They're gonna be like, oh, we'll, we'll start paying you now. We'll for sure start paying you now to try to bring everyone back. Yeah. Well, they, uh, they, um, yeah. they started uh, paying, they, or they passed a bill to say that uh, players can, you know, get, like, basically they can get uh, compensation for yeah. playing and their likeness and their name, how oh, much yeah. they no, went to the school, et cetera. Endorsements, too. Yeah. And, for, Endorsements. And, Florida, and Florida just passed, passed a, a bill better, like, I just passed a bill better than that, uh, I think, yesterday or today. But still, I'm just saying, like, when you have the whole mass movement, then it's just like, oh, well, we have to do something. And you know the NCAA is still against real, – realistically, they're so against paying these, these, uh, these athletes. They're, not, they're really going to have to fork over to try to keep them. Also, something, I, something also I've envisioned, too, is, like, we need to – honestly, we need to start spending more black. Like, we got to start investing more in our, in our communities and our people because like, we're, we're giving too much money to these – to honestly, to these white people, like the whole system is set up. Like the Constitution, one for one, needs to be rewritten. Why are we still going off of something that was made in the 1700s? Time has changed. People have changed. Like, like the world has evolved. Like when the world evolves, obviously 
laws and guidelines and foundations should be evolving at that same rate. And oh my gosh, it's so annoying. But anyway, back to <laughs> anyway, back to what I was saying. Like, but investing in our communities, like honestly, like I'm for honestly just making another Black Wall Street, like us buying some land and just making black black owned stuff. I mean, really, if you really think about it, it would really save us from a lot of things. Like, I mean, our black women, they literally die. I have the highest rate of dying from childbirth. Like, yeah. that worries me every day. Like, like, to be with my significant other and have to worry about her not, you know, not pulling through because these irresponsible as doctors and racist, racist as doctors aren't doing their job just because they cuz just because she's black it's like we have first of all we have all the people we have we have black doctors we have black nurses you know we have black chemists we have black journalists we have black lawyers like literally we have every people we have people in these positions it wouldn't be that hard to i mean it probably would be but in my ideal <laughs> idea what i was going to say i don't know about yeah, that yeah, yeah, i know i know <laughs> but no like like we have the people for these positions and it's like building these black hospitals for us, like building stuff for us that makes sure we're protected. We don't have to worry about whether we're going to die today or not. You know, yeah. like our future is going to die. Like, and it's just, I would love, like, I would just love, like there's just so much stuff that for sure it's in a perfect world. Like I would love to see. <laughs> and it's just, but it's yeah. like, man, like I really sit here and think like, damn, like, when is this shit really going to change? Like, is this shit ever going to actually change? And it's like, I, I really hope I see it. Because one thing, like, you know, we brought, we, brought up, we brought up having that conversation with our kids about, you know, that race talk and just being careful and being cautious of, you know, people that just want to just wanna hurt you just because of the color of your skin, just want to come after you. And it's like, I really do not want to have that talk with my child. Like, that really, like, saddens me today as a 22 year old and not, and not having a child like it's like damn bro like i really gonna have to sit there and have that talk one day i really hope i don't mm-hmm. but it's like no, so, it, it's inevitable bro. it has yeah. to happen yeah it's like yeah. and for any for anyone to deny that there is white privilege in this country is blind and they just love to be blind and ignorant because there's something i po- reposted on instagram that's had like the percentage of like the white billionaires, the white politicians, like how many how many people are white that are billionaires, <laughs> politicians, all that stuff. And it's literally 85% to up. All these powerful positions mm-hmm. is 85% to up. That speaks white privilege at its finest. Like gosh. Mm-hmm. Frustrating, frustrating. <laughs> yeah, we, we 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 can go on and on, man. It's 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 so much work that needs to be done, but I, I agree with the whole defund the police thing because I mean I was a public administration minor in college, um, and we had to do like one assignment. We had to look up city budgets and shit like over a year ago, and I was like, "Yo, I didn't realize like a lot of cities like majority of their budget like goes to literally the police." Like for example, the city of Torrance out here in uh, LA County, seventy percent of their city budget, literally seventy percent goes to the to the Torrance Police Department. They're the top yep. 10 highest paid police department in the country. And I, I don't know exactly LA, the city of LA's uh, percentages with the budget or whatever, but you know, there's nice parts of LA and there's fucked up parts of LA, like Watts and shit like that. So I'm th- and then what I learned recently was that, okay, obviously when, when black people live in a certain area, 
the property value tends to go down because we, you, you, know, you know how it is, mm-hmm. which in the property value, uh, like the, uh, the, the property taxes goes and funds like a lot of the schools in, in the area, which is why a lot of black schools aren't like that, uh, you know, they don't have the, the nicest facilities and resources compared to, you know, the, white, the whiter schools in the nicer part of the city of LA. You know what I'm saying? So maybe they can, you know, take a little bit out of the pot or a lot of it out of the pot of the, the LAPD and then just, you know, renovate a lot of the high schools in like LA, like LA Watch Jordan or something like that, or Lock High School or some shit like that. And maybe allocate funds to each high school in, in underserved, uh, underrepresented communities for scholarship programs yeah. for black kids, black, black and brown kids to go to college. You know what I'm saying? So they can go to Berkeley or like, you know, a kid might get from Lock High School and Watts might get accepted to Berkeley, but they can't go because they don't have the fucking money for it. Mm-hmm. You know, they get a full ride up there. You know, just do, do shit like that. Renovate their facilities. Pay the teachers more. Like, you know, take a, a few, few billion out of fucking LAPD's budget and just put it into fucking education. And that will be a, a, a crazy valuable investment. I know education, not everything. you don't have to go to college to be successful, but I think that's a damn good start for us to change the culture. Fact. Yeah. No, I, I agree everything. I agree uh, exactly what you're saying. Because, uh, I mean, that goes in the line what I was uh, talking about earlier. Like, you know, the system. Because that's, that's really how it is. A lot of, like, of what you just said, explaining the taxes and how it goes to renovating the schools and making it better and the public areas. You know, that's part of mm-hmm. the system. That's the system right. they created. Where right. the money goes, where it goes. We, we make the system, it'll be a lot easier for us to progress because how the system made it doesn't benefit us in most circumstances right. most circumstances it, it doesn't benefit people of color black brown so right like you said you know defunding them taking i mean taking some money and putting it over here over there just like like you said you don't necessarily have to be to uh to get a college degree to be successful but we know for most people to get hired now, you have to have just about an associate's or a bachelor's degree. And it has to be from a good school. Because you got people coming right. in from all over the world with right. masters, doctorates. So like you said, it's the system. But if we're not equipped to get to college to get those degrees, then how are you how are we expected to thrive in this system then? You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. I get I, I'm with you hundred mm-hmm. percent. Cause it is. It's it's like a domino effect. What one mm-hmm. thing might seem so small and that should be easy to overcome, it isn't because of how much it affects later on down the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really, it really just comes down to funding too. I mean, as, as of right now, like off the top of my head, like it really just comes down to funding. This is like, you can allocate so many funds to more, more useful, in more useful ways, man. Like, I, I really shouldn't, I really shouldn't be seeing like, Poor communities, like damaged communities, skid. I shouldn't be seeing skid rows too. I should yeah. not be seeing that mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take those, take the fucking tanks away from the fucking police. Then the money used to get all these tanks and helicopters and rocket launchers, and fucking build up a, you know, pay teachers more, build up a nice fucking uh, facility, classrooms and resources for students, a nice computer lab, and, and make a scholarship fucking fund or something. Do something, bro. Mm-hmm. Take away these fucking rocket launchers these police have, bro. Demilitarize. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> nah, I think honestly, I think that's the that's a perfect way to end the episode, man. 
But I appreciate y'all for be, you know, again coming on this coming on this show, speaking your mind. Uh, now we appreciate you, you know, having us, man. It's a pleasure. Of course. I mean, I know we were supposed to record this like last week, but <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. but no, I, I I appreciate y'all. I look forward to these other episodes of y'all being on, having y'all on, you know, because you know I'm trying to get this thing back and rolling. Indeed. Yes, sir. Indeed. Yeah. I'm saying it's always a pleasure coming on, letting our voice be heard, you know, giving our mm-hmm. thoughts on situations that are prevalent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. All right, man. All right. All right. It's been real. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning this all again.